We need to talk. I'm going to be completely honest and raw on this video because I really want to share how I have been feeling lately. And if I could describe it in one word, that will be lost. I expected for this to happen because as you might know, an eating disorder is just another coping mechanism to deal with life in general and another way to control, just like drugs, addictions, alcohol, and more. The eating disorder was my safety net for many, many years. It was easier to focus on what I could control, which was my body, calories, food, than what I couldn't control, the perception of others towards me, how much time my family was spending with me or how much attention I was getting from them and also if a boy thought that I was pretty or not. The eating disorder gave me something that I couldn't find anywhere else. It gave me comfort, the feeling of control and productivity and when people around me were cheering me for my weight loss, of course I felt accomplishment. I was doing something with my life. <laughs> Finally, and people were saying that it was a good thing. They were actually asking me for advice, tips. So yeah, it felt great. But what started as a way to feel better within myself ended up becoming my one and only way to feel good, comfortable and confident. I was good at the eating disorder. I was good at lying, manipulate people. I was good at losing weight and I didn't want to lose that. Every time I will try to get out of the cycle, I'll be faced with the reality of this has been my identity for many years. And if I don't have the eating disorder, if I am not the anorexic, I am nothing. I will always come back because I felt like I was good at nothing else but as being mentally and physically ill. And it sounds sad because it is. Then I found the gym throughout following a lot of fitness influencers on social media. And it was both a blessing and a curse. I found something to focus on. And there I was. I became addicted to the feeling of accomplishment that the gym was giving me. Like, yeah, it was healthier to other people's eyes and mentally it did help me a lot to eat more, to let go of the mentality of the skinny, the better. But the strong, not skinny mentality was also bad for my mental health. It just became another obsession and like my entire main priority in my life. My main goal was lifting, tracking my macros and getting them to be completely perfect, weighing all my food, getting all my workouts done and making sure that I was doing progressive overload every week. And I'll feel sad and disappointed when I wouldn't accomplish those things. My brain is very perfectionist and it tends to obsess about the goals that I have. It's like an all or nothing. I will go to the gym six to seven times a week or I will feel absolutely awful with myself. So it became my main priority in life. I stopped doing the things that actually made me happy. I stopped going to unexpected trips or spontaneous dates with my family. Even last year, my family went to Orlando and I didn't go. I was super scared of losing progress at the gym and it was just one week. And it's kind of embarrassing to accept it right now because it sounds a little silly coming from me. I stopped eating out because I couldn't control the amount of food that I was eating or what was added to my meal. And yeah, sometimes you can estimate, but my perfectionist brain likes to be perfectly on her goals, so it was impossible. As a perfectionist, I will make sure that I was hitting my macros 
to the T every single day. And that combined with a still fear of food ended up in me forcing myself to eat my food at night since my brain was too scared to eat more during the day and it will let me to a lot of uncomfortable feelings in my body physically lots of bloating and bad digestion and also being mentally stressed out about getting my macros in and getting them to be perfectly fine just as my fitness coach will tell me to do so i wasn't listening to my body anymore i was listening to a person outside of me telling me how much to eat and how much of each food to eat every day i thought that I was getting better but in reality I just exchanged one obsession with another and I didn't want to accept it. Starving and being underweight wasn't getting the positive attention that I wanted and that I was craving for. The one that I was craving since I was a little kid and didn't get enough from my family and friends. So I switched it up and became obsessed with the attention of feeling the control around macros and my workouts and the productivity that fitness and the fitness community gave me. Easier to eat when I had the control of every bite of food I consume. Easier to gain weight when I was lifting six to seven times a week and hiring fitness coach after fitness coach to make sure it was only muscle because God forbid me gaining a little bit of fat and not lean muscle. Easier to hide behind another curtain because this time it was acceptable through society's eyes. Now that I'm learning how my brain works, I can clearly see that for me personally, I will have to be very careful throughout my life not to get too obsessed with the goals that I have, not taking everything too far or too personal, which of course is not easy, but now that I know about it, I know that I can work through it. Up until last year when I got my wisdom teeth out and I wasn't able to go to the gym or hit my macros was when I realized that the way that I was living was not sustainable for me. Up until last year when I realized that my body is not indestructible. I can't expect to be 100% okay when I'm not allowing myself and my body to rest and heal from a traumatic eating disorder. Like yeah, I was not starving. I was actually eating enough but I didn't eat enough for years. I didn't treat my body well for years and I didn't set a time for my body to heal from all those years. I just went straight into the gym to working out, to lifting weights, lifting more than my body weight, eating well but still with the obsession in my brain. In the beginning of last year my body started whispering to me that it needed a break and that will come in small soreness throughout my body and pain but I didn't listen. I wasn't ready to feel all the feelings of losing my identity and who I thought I was and the uncomfortable truth of I need to create something new with my life and let go what I thought that it was me. So I kept going and going until my body finally screamed at me to stop. Feeling the pain on my leg, the nerves firing up every time I would try to move or even when I was still, the fatigue, the tightness, the numbness, it all made me really appreciate my health in general. It made me change my perspective completely. Like yeah, it made me feel powerless and weak and I'm still dealing with some pain today that I truly need to figure it out. But once again, 
I'm actually kind of grateful that it happened. And it made me completely change my perspective and be here in front of the camera and the microphone to talk about my story and keep sharing the little things that I keep learning every single day. Because life is a journey and we all learn with mistakes. And hopefully by me sharing my mistakes, I can help you avoid making the same mistakes. All of those things made me realize that I needed to change my life, that I wanted more from life and not only taking selfies at the gym and feeling guilty and bad when I wasn't able to go. Still to this point, I feel eager to experience more in life and I know there has to be something else that I truly enjoy. I just don't know what it is yet. As I told you in the beginning, I have been feeling extremely lost lately. I am not an eating disorder. I am not the anorexic, but I'm not the strongest girl at the gym either. Not a fitness coach or a gym rat. Not a macro coach. So who am I? Having an eating disorder is actually extremely logical. The why is logical. The conclusion is not. The only thing I can control is my weight. I will talk about this in another video, but when a girl is growing up, she's more likely to look for a way to define herself. And I found the eating disorder. Many other girls find other things. And again, I will talk about this in another video. The point of this video, is to remind myself and you, if you're struggling, that you're so much more than any diagnosis or how your body looks or the number on the scale or what others think of you or the negative thoughts in your head. I actually asked you guys on Instagram about your dream career and I was very happy and impressed at the same time to see so many big goals and dreams. And they're like huge. And it made me think about how we define ourselves as an eating disorder, but in reality, we are way much more than that. And we allow others to treat us that way. And we give up on our dreams and goals because others perceive us as just a mental illness. So I invite you to actually think outside of that and step away from that and become who you truly want to be and work for your dreams and goals because none of them are linked to an eating disorder or being thin or muscular. How your body looks won't affect the dream career that you have in your mind. This year, um, 2023, the word that I chose was healing physically and mentally. Reconnecting with my inner child, finding who I am, creating a new me, or discovering who I was supposed to be before an eating disorder. My eating disorder started when I was about 14 years old. Before that, I didn't like myself either, but I wasn't actually engaging in any unhealthy behavior. I just didn't like how I looked. So basically 10 years of living in a way that built up my whole personality and identity. 10 years of building and creating habits, unhealthy habits, and creating a version of myself that wasn't who I was supposed to be. But now I think that I'm ready to let go, like completely let go. And I also think that it's normal for me to be feeling emptiness and feeling lost and behind in life because all I could think about for a decade was food, calories, my body, workouts. But again, that was easier. Life outside as an adult is a little more complicated than that. I didn't allow my body and brain to develop properly. And I started to look for validation outside of myself on social media, of course. And now I think it's time to reconnect and focus on who I truly am 
and who I truly want to be, what I feel passionate about, what I enjoy doing beyond the narrative that I told myself for years and without what others think of me and my goals affect me. Healing, letting go, learning, and letting my body be an instrument and not an ornament. Now for the main part of this video, which I think is funny since I already talk a lot. I journal for hours and thought about the things that actually bring me joy at this exact moment as today with no specific order and allowing myself to be human. A girl that changes her mind, has different personalities, likes to discover new things, likes human connections and enjoys life and living in the moment. I am 24 years old, but as I lost many years in the eating disorder, I truly feel like I am 18 years old, but who cares? Age is just another number. So as I'm sharing mine, I hope you get to do yours journal for a little bit look for answers within you and if you feel like sharing i'll be reading the comments too so here they are 23 things that make me happy at this exact moment that i have discovered by doing and trying and of course i will continue this journey by trying more and more things as i go but these are the things that i want to focus on this year because I believe that we should make this year a year of doing what makes us feel happy. Number one, Japanese potato. Pretty self-explanatory on this one. I love the taste of it and how sweet, easy to make, and also diverse it is. I could literally make everything out of one. I have made Japanese potato pancakes. I eat it with yogurt, with eggs, on a stir fry. There are so many ways to eat it and I just love it so much. Makes me sad that it's not in a lot of countries, to be honest. I wish I could send you all a lot of Japanese potatoes. Number two, journaling, which I think in fact is exactly what I'm doing right now. I journal my thoughts and feelings and have been doing it for quite some time. And even for my videos, Instagram captions, podcast episodes, they're all kind of a summary of my thoughts and it's how I like to express myself. I journal pretty much all day. If it isn't on my regular journal, I do it on my notes app or my notion. But I'm constantly thinking and writing my thoughts somewhere. As someone who deals with ADHD and overthinks pretty much everything, it's extremely helpful. It helps me leave the thoughts somewhere so that I can focus on other things and living in the present moment. Number three, walks. The constant in my life. I love how it makes me feel and makes me think more clearly when I am feeling anxious. Lately, I've been trying to do more of this without my phone. And yeah, it sucks that I cannot do it outside since it's extremely cold. But as the weather keeps improving, hopefully, I will be doing more of this in nature, taking my time, breathing deeply, and seeing everything around me. Life is beautiful when you're not with your head down 100% of the day. Number four, my dog. Pretty self-explanatory again. I love her with my entire heart. Animals in general make me so, so happy. All she does is eat, sleep, and poop. And as silly as it sounds, she reminds me that life is not that serious and that it's okay to slow down and be bored. Do you think she is thinking about how she's not on social media or how many likes and comments she has? It, it really sounds super silly when I talk about it, but it is exactly like that. I also love how she follows my mom everywhere and how logical she is. She loves deeply, like deeply. She doesn't get upset. She makes me feel safe and not alone. She has been a constant in my life, even through the hardest day in the eating disorder. 
Number five, stretching and feeling flexible. There is something about stretching that just makes me feel so powerful and calm. I don't know how to explain it. I just love it. I could even dare to say I love it more than strength training. I love feeling freedom around how I move and as an ex-gymnast and cheerleader, it just brings me happiness to practice every day the skills and actually make it more about how I can improve those and not about how much muscle I can gain or how my body will change, whatever. Number six, meeting new people. I absolutely love this. I love talking to others and learning from others. I feel like everyone has such a different perspective in life and that is beyond beautiful to me. Everyone is shaped by their experiences and the things they have been through. And just talking with people that might have different opinions and learning about their life and their thoughts make me incredible happy. Number seven, being creative. Gosh, you have no idea how much I love creating content in every way. I love filming and re-watching and editing and taking pictures and drawing and making captions and pictures for Instagram, doing paint by numbers, all of that. I love all about it. I love feeling inspired by what I do instead of taking inspiration from other places like social media. In fact, I feel like when I start taking inspiration from others on social media, I am not being who I truly am. And I'm just trying to fit in into a group of people that have different ideas. I want to be fully me and express myself creatively with my own perspective in life. Number eight reading whether it's self-development or fiction books or articles or blogs i love having different stories and stepping away from reality here and there it brings me joy to finish a book and give a perspective about how i felt with the book and that is exactly why i will love to make a book club one day But once again, I don't even know how to do that. And my brain is messy 99% of the time. And I want to do so many things, but don't know how to. So I get overwhelmed and I end up not doing anything. Number nine, nourishing my body. This one is amazing. Like, yeah, I love eating out and like fast food is good. It's tasty. Don't get me wrong. Like, I literally love it. But you guys, the happiness that I feel when I cook a meal that I feel good with, like a balanced meal that looks pretty balanced. And I love how I romanticize that shit. It's just another level of happiness. I love seeing my plate full of colors. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I'm too tired to do this. Basically at night, I just do whatever. I just throw together anything mainly at breakfast i just love to get creative in the kitchen but this is exactly why i started an instagram account one day because i had different ideas in my mind and i wanted to give some inspiration and take cute little pictures of my food that i make here and there i remember even when i started recovery that this was super helpful to me Like I was able to rewire my brain into thinking these foods are actually medicined and I will do my research and read different articles of like why egg jokes are so good for you and that's how I will rewire myself whenever I will feel fear around food. I will think about all the benefits that it had and how good it was for my body, how good it was eating that food and how it was going to help me get a healthier hair, healthier nails, and how as a woman I needed more fat. You know what I mean. Number 10 is vision boards on Pinterest. If I have to pick one place 
to get inspiration from. Online, it will be this one. Most of the times, I don't get inspiration from a set idea from others, but by multiple pictures that make me feel some type of way. I also love visualizing myself achieving those things or doing those things. And that just makes me super happy. Number 11, dancing and music. And I have so many videos and also memories in my head of when I was a kid and will constantly look for choreographies on YouTube to try and replicate and learn from. Dancing makes me extremely happy and singing makes me extremely happy too. Music in general makes me extremely happy and full of joy and I can always count on music when I am having a hard day. It really never fails to make me feel better. Number 12, laughing with my family. Listen, my family isn't perfect. We are far from perfect. We constantly fight about little dumb things that truly don't matter. But on the days we have a great time together, I remind myself how grateful I am to have them in my life. We do so many things together and we do have different views in life, but Laughing with them, smiling, talking, and just being around them makes me extremely happy. Number 13, long showers. When I tell you I could shower like 12 times a day, I am not lying. There is something about getting some water in my entire body. Also, I don't have any distraction. I'm not on my phone. I can't be on my phone. So I can actually think clearly and visualize who I want to be. I always feel like new after showering and it's like I'm cleaning up the negativity and starting from fresh. I love it. Number 14 is the beach and the ocean. God, it has been my dream to live near the beach for literally years. And I know it will come true when it's time, so I won't rush it. But I can tell you that last time I went to Hilton Head, I literally cried when I got to see the ocean one more time. There is something about walking at the beach, hearing the waves. It's, it's just calming and it reminds me that life is worth living for those little moments of peace and joy. Number 15 is coffee. Literally no other explanation that the taste of coffee brings me happiness. And for me, it has the meaning of, hey, today, let yourself enjoy a cup of coffee and start a completely new day fresh. Number 16 is smiling at strangers. This is something that I've been doing since I was a kid. I remember how when my parents had a restaurant, I would love to help them out upfront and talk to every customer about their life. I will ask adults about their children and tell them stories while listening to their stories as well. I love meeting new people. I love hearing their perspective in life. I love all of it. I love how even on bad days, a smile from a stranger can make me feel alive and seen. Number 17 the clear sky. Nothing I love more than seeing the blue sky full of the little clouds that are formed after airplanes have made their trajectory. I also love seeing airplanes and just seeing in my mind the smiles of the people in the plane. I don't know, am I crazy? I just feel like there should be so many people inside the plane going to different places for different reasons and it's just amazing for me to think about. I also love going on trips by plane so I like to imagine myself being on the plane. Number 18 is pictures and filming. And when I was deep in the eating disorder, I can literally tell you that my whole camera roll was full of body pics and the mirror. And I remember how I used to think they were for the future when I recovered to see how far I have come. But in reality, I think it was just another way for me to prove to others that I was sick. And I also wanted to see if my body was changing. So even when I went to the hospital, I will take a bunch of pictures 
because a week at the hospital made me think my body was going to change so much and I wanted to see the pictures and see if my brain was lying to me or if it was true that my body was changing so fast. It's silly right now. I know. Number 19 is Disney movies. Last week we saw with my family a movie called The Menu and it was good, don't get me wrong, but when I tell you I had nightmares it's because it it's true. I've never been into scary movies, uh, like never. I know for a fact that our brain can't tell the difference between reality and imagination. So be super careful when you watch movies or like when you listen to music that is depressing and sad or like scary or violent and stuff like that like creepy things because I know for me and maybe I'm a baby but for me it affects my brain so badly so I really love watching movies that actually make me happy and same with reading books but just Disney movies just remind me of my childhood so it brings me good memories as well number 20 friends and family like yeah I might not have tons of friends in real life. You're all my friends, but I mean face to face. But it brings me joy to be able to talk to the few people that I talk to and also with you guys. I love surrounding myself with positivity and hearing stories and telling stories and jokes and maybe sharing passions and likes and just talking about it for hours. Number 21 is the sports, especially soccer. When I was a kid, I did all types of the sports and genuinely brought so much joy to my life. The thought of changing my body was non-existent. I just wanted to see how capable I was of doing certain skills and competing with others. I was the captain of the soccer team at my school for some time. And oh my God, the happiness that I will feel when I had a game. The nerves, everything. Same with cheerleading. It was the best. It was a very special time in my life. And I just love sports. I wish I could do them still as I used to when I was a kid. Number 22 is traveling. Something that eating disorder took away from me. The joy and spontaneously that brings traveling to my life. I freaking love it. Like I know Danny genuinely loves to be somewhere else and seeing different places and resting at the beach and also going to museums, seeing different cultures, trying new foods. It's just something that I truly want to enjoy fully once again. Number 23, last one and the not so serious one, avocado toast. Again, two things that deep in the eating disorder I wouldn't even touch. Bread and avocado was very scary, literally super healthy and good for you, but the calories will freak me out. So just those two combined make me super happy and I hope I can have many, 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 many to come this year and also from different restaurants. I really want to try their different recipes with like different toppings. Imagine on vacation going to the beach and having like the avocado toast, not just an avocado toast, the avocado toast, a dream. So there's my list and I hope you get to think about yours. Here's to a year of doing more of what makes us feel happy, what truly makes us feel happy. Here's to a year of appreciating our body, our life, human connection, health, memories, and prioritizing what truly matters to us. I love you and I'm super excited to keep sharing with you as I navigate this scary time that is my 20s. See you on the next one. On me. One more day in Paris, paradise is not 